Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. Coming at you Howdy from the do. terrace. And uh, Jesse, I have three sips left of that Guatemala. Oh, yeah? You went through that five-pound bag that, that fast, huh? No, this is... Or, or you mean last week's this brew. last week's brew. Two. Which oh, okay. <laughs> we never actually told people what that tasted like. So what do you think it tastes like? Coffee. Let's do that right now. Yeah, me too. All right, moving on. <laughs> Mine's practically cold now because it's been sitting on my counter for two weeks yeah mine's pretty cold i was getting when it was warm i was getting a lot of that kind of classic milk chocolate from the guatemala but some really lovely sort of lemon lime citrus notes as well i was getting more of an apple maybe like caramel apple kind of thing going apple there there could be some apple in there uh how'd you brew yours the kalita kalita yeah so i did uh chemex obviously because that's my jam at the very beginning (laughs) um i had a lot of uh there was like nuttiness to it yeah, definitely, definitely had some of the apple. I was also, we talked about this before getting on the recording last week, but um, <laughs> I was eating like uh, like roasted chickpeas, almonds, dried apricots, and cherries. But it, it paired really well with the coffee. Like just one of those like super satisfying combinations in a way that's like not really possible to explain otherwise. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, I think well, we've done enough charcuterie tastings with our coffees to know that nuts and cheeses and all those dried fruits taste really good with some coffees mine mine tasted like blueberry coffee cake because that's what i was eating <laughs> do you want to it's a little witty it's interesting i've uh mm-hmm. i was just gonna say i've been working on these custom blends and roasts for the project out here at aldrich's and uh it's much more of a medium roast and so it's funny going back this is a pretty light roast compared to any of that i mean it's very light just kind of missing the caramelization of a medium roast on this you know mm, yeah do i dare say that on the air sure do you have enough of the guatemala left to do a version of this where it's more caramelized yeah yeah i'll see about that that might be fun that's where the home roast home roasting endeavor would be fun do some experimentation we're going to get into some listener mail this week but do you want to tell everyone about that fancy new grinder you're about to get or, or is that for another <laughs> time <laughs> you know it's this project out here in port townsend the little town Mm -hmm. that i am living in now and aldrich's market is the oldest running grocery store in washington state and this year is the 125th anniversary of its opening in 1895 they did a big renovation and moved the whole coffee bar and really created a coffee experience which is sorely needed in this town there's very limited specialty coffee and very limited hours of service which makes sense because there's you know like we're saying in the last episode a small town it's hard to pay to be open all these hours for just a couple people but this being in a grocery store there's people coming all the time so it's actually it's turning into a really great project and uh they have a gorgeous mavam espresso machine and looking at the new nova Simonelli grinder to rock it out there nice. um, we've only been open 10 days so it's a lot of kind of learning curves five of the seven baristas seven including myself have no like zero coffee experience not even ordering coffee so it's been a whole lot of training but i'm really really impressed with the kids of these days like taking it taking it seriously and learning how to do latte art that's good to hear so that's what the grinder's about that's cool i like geeking out over really fancy coffee equipment which is completely unnecessary for myself like i would love to have like a little home mavam machine which makes absolutely no sense for me I make espresso like once a month, maybe. And even They're if only, I made it know. a whole lot more, there's lots of good like home equipment. I don't need to spend twelve twelve thousand dollars and you know, whole new wiring and electrical job as well. Right, exactly. It would be opulent to opulent. To oh, that's a, a good machine that like that. Good again. Like, <laughs> yes. 
All right. Well, on the subject of, of coffee grinders, I'm going to get into the first reader mail here. These questions are responding to like, what is your, your biggest challenge with coffee? So we're going to get into hopefully answering some of these questions, starting off with a, gr- with a grind I, question. Where I like grind it? questions. I love it when people ask questions. And I hope that, I hope that our listeners continue to send us questions because... We always like having people ask us and it helps us create content and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Best way to do that, visit coffeeloversradio.com, sign up to the email there and then respond to the first email you get. That'll go to me and uh, we can get your questions answered on a show. That'd be great. Okay. Question number one. The biggest challenge I have is varying the grind for the given preparation method for that specific roast. I make coffee primarily with a technoform, typically ground at about 12 to 13, I brought to Encore with my usual roast level, which I don't think he indicates what the usual, usual roast level is, but maybe that's mm-hmm. irrelevant to the question. <laughs> Some days, Kalita on weekends, I might get to my Sylvia and Mazur Mini setup. That would be the uh, espresso, which is yep. a whole other level of finicky. So dialing in the grind to optimize <laughs> the coffee when the beans are changing both between roast and as they degas is my biggest challenge. There's some follow-up questions related to that. I wonder, is there something I'm missing? Is my water too hard? Is my home roasting subpar? Those are all very good questions. I like there's, the end question because yeah, it's like, oh, you're roasting at home. Right. Okay. That that changes a lot. I think that I, I sense some anxiety with this question. And when I'm in coffee, I call it my little existential crises, you know, whether it's with cappuccino mm-hmm. foam or with a particular bean that's hard to roast because it's just different or whatever. And first... Don't be anxious. It's just coffee. I think what the main question is, is just how to how to make the small adjustments in the grind to keep up with either the different roast or the aging of the coffee. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, and and yeah, I can relate to this question a, a little bit. I, I, did, I did do some home roasting for a little while, a little over a year ago. And I do remember... Do remember a couple of challenges. A, once getting a new roast, sometimes it would take me a long time to figure out the grind for it. Like it would just, I would just have to fiddle with it a whole bunch. Right. And I mean, uh, that, and th- that's what all of us do. Yeah. It's just that when you're roasting on your own, I totally cut you off. But when you're roasting on your own, you tend to be, you tend to care about those differences more. And it's really yeah. difficult to always be satisfied because there's... I also remember so many, a sense of like, ah, I'm wasting this precious coffee I just roasted trying to figure out how to brew it. Ah. Exactly. And then there's also added onto that was for me, I would roast it and it would taste pretty good, but I'd be like, I feel like I'm not getting it right, but I don't know why or how to make it get right. right. <laughs> you know, or like I'm missing right. something out of it or like, could this be better? Could this be more like what I want from it? But how do I do that? And is right, it and in that's, the that's where, is it in the brew? Right. And that's that anxiety. I think that, you know, when I hear the word finicky, that's the word I use when I'm describing how to make espresso with light roasts. And so if it's, you know, home roasting can, will always be inconsistent from batch to batch. Obviously the green beans change. You aren't dealing with big quantities necessarily, but you know, it might be that the coffee's a little light, either in terms of like length of the roast might just need some more time at that upper end or just higher temperature. You know, the darker you go, the more consistent it is. But I think with a setup with like an Encore, if it's a really light roast, Encores aren't going to be that consistent. You know, they just don't have the motor and the plate size, grinding plate size to be totally consistent all the time. Yeah, um, I've actually been surprised that being said, how inconsistent that, the Encore is. 
Right. I mean, it's, and that's the thing, like all of our coffee technology is coming from an era of coffee that was really dark roast. And so all the motors and blade technologies and everything were all designed for a brittle dried out roast, not a real hard mm-hmm. roast. Brazza ran into that. And this is all in the last, you know, eight years, they ran into big warranty issues because the trend in light roast was demanding too much torque on the, like the motor was torquing the Oh, that's fascinating. Casing yeah. And breaking off from the casing because it needed a twist because the coffee was so much harder, yeah. you know, and that's going to that's going to change all that. So, you know, if it's a really light roast, either, you know, change your palate or get a more powerful grinder. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I think is just use a scale, get a get a good scale that has, you know, tenth of a gram increments. And then, you know, you got to taste it by drinking it. And so hopefully you have enough coffee roasted that you can you can do that, but, you know, use a standard ratio of, you know, like mine is 40 to 650, 40 grams of coffee to 650 water on my Chemex. And I do that every time. So if I feel like it's brewing too slow or there's something I'm, I'm missing in the brew, then I can adjust the grind and keep the same ratio. So, you know, limiting the number of variables in there will help you decipher which ones are making the difference for mm-hmm. that you want. It's the do it yourself never being satisfied it's a tough world in coffee it's a it's, it can create anxiety and that's also what's beautiful about it i mean it's kind of like let me let me add heart. on another question here so another reader question which is also grind related maybe we've answered this but maybe this this we can augment our discussion with this as well but okay so this this uh question is my daily driver is a basic french press whether I scoop or use a scale when feeling more proper, the coarseness of the coffee eludes me. Obviously, pre-ground is too fine, but buying small quantities ground to order at local cafes or even using the big machine at the grocery store seems to yield wide variations. Mentions digging out an older Krups unit. I guess that's a coffee grinder or something like that. That doesn't always seem right. Any tips beyond spending a few hundred for a Brazza or better? And even then, what's a good reference to what the grind should look like? I wanted to jam that in there because, you know, we're talking about the Brazza Encore uh, on that one, and you were talking about the challenges that they discovered with light roasted coffee. I think one of the things that's that's hard to accept, although once you do, it's fine, uh, when you're getting into like craft specialty coffee, is that you actually do really want to spend a few hundred dollars on a grinder. Yep. Unless you just want to fudge it and you're fine fudging it. And, you know, I used an Encore for a long time. At this point, I use a, 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 the Breville grinder, which is, is kind of a step up from the Encore. But now I'm yep. looking to step up from there as well, because even that's not, you know, quite what and I, I want from a grinder. I just use my, uh, my Virtuoso, which is just a step up from the Encore, the Brazza Virtuoso. But it's been, it's wearing out. I mean, I've had it for, <laughs> I don't want to say. And it's sort of something you just acknowledge <laughs> with the brewing that it's not the best grinder. I, but you're 100% right. I mean, for any kind of cooking equipment, any equipment in general, I mean, it's expensive, right? I mean, it just coffee demands a, a powerful motor and consistent grinding burrs. And if you've ever looked at a burr set, like they're complicated laser cut cutting tools, you know, yeah. to like shave off mm. those pieces of that coffee and then be consistent, which means they have to spin at that whatever 30,000 RPM. And a very uh, it's confined, much less RPM, isn't it? I don't know. Let me Google it real quick. But the point being is that like you're spinning and I'm you're grinding you a talk. hard bean in between there, and that demands a lot of precision. And the more precise you want to be with your brewing, the more mm-hmm. precise equipment you want to use. Same with boiling water. I mean, a good kettle is pretty expensive, also. But also, so are good kitchen knives. You know, good sharp knife for doing what you want on a while you're cooking. I mean, they're eighty to hundred dollars also to improve. Your cooking game, your coffee brewing game, it requires upgraded equipment, which is inherently expensive. 
I mean, we could talk about getting like the really, really fancy grinders like the Malconig little Guatemala or Kenya grinder. And, you know, those are three thousand dollars. That's what we have at Conduit. And it's uh, it's worth it because it's a really great grind. And you can grind a lot of coffee through that before you need to make adjustments. But it's three thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm looking. uh, I'm, I'm really interested in Fellow's new grinder. They're just coming in at 300 but I've read really good things about it. And they use large flat burrs for it. Oh, so that would be my first uh, flat burr grinder that I would I right. use. Just to touch on that RPM, it popped up uh, to me is because yep. I remember reading that higher quality grinders are much lower RPM because that reduces the heat, heat. noise and static. Well, and it depends on the shape of the burrs, right? It depends on, right. on what the grinding services are. So I'm saying 450 to 550 RPM for the Encore. But still, that's... Because those are conical burr grinders, which have a lot more yeah. surface area. Yep. And yeah, regular disc-type burr grinders for espresso are up to 20,000. Oh, they are? Wow. Um, and, and we're talking about burr grinders here. One of the other questions we received also on grind, it looked like the, the individual uses probably a blade grinder because they're talking about um, they have an electric grinder where they can control how long it's working. So that to me says uh, it's probably a blade grinder because it's you know those typical blade spice grinders where you just hold it down until you're done. Right. Grinding. And right. Yeah. And they, they definitely make some with timers on them. So you press the button and it goes for your set amount of time right. to get the grind you and want. And the amount of time yeah. dictates the size of the, of the grind versus a burr grinder. What dictates yep. the size of the grind is how close the burrs are together. Hey, real quick. The uh, Encore itself runs at mm-hmm. 550 RPM. The problem with blade grinders is that they don't grind. They have such a, they don't grind coarse coffee. They don't, they don't create a coarse grind very well because mm-hmm. they have, they just chop at it and the coffee doesn't move evenly. And so you get a wide spectrum of, of particle size from very fine to big chunks. And mm-hmm. that's not very good for methods like French press or cold brew that you want a real coarse and consistently coarse grind. But they, they're they not terrible for a fine filter grind. You know, that's kind of what they're developed for. Yeah, I've been able to make do a French press with a blade grinder before. It takes some like finagling to try to try to get somewhat of a relative yep. evenness to the grind and then i i add but in the scooping method i think that's what is the scoop method and i think i think it's a way that you can use a blade grinder to make a french press better right right so what, um, what the, is the, the scoop scooping method, method <laughs> the scooping method is you essentially brew a french press like you normally would but before you press before you add the press in there before you press you scoop off the top layer so it's, it's very much kind of like the, um, you know, taken from the cupping method. So just to go through the whole process, do like a, like an 18 to one ratio, especially if you're using, uh, I like doing a larger ratio like that. If I'm using a blade grinder, cause you're going to end up with fines and dust. So there's right. no way around that. That'll, it seems to help to me. Add your coffee, add your water, let it sit for four minutes and then I'll, I'll give it a stir let some of the larger ground settle, and then use a spoon or two and just literally scoop the, the foam layer off the top. You'll get right, kind of um, like a cupping bowl and gases and fines stuck at the top there, and you can just pull those right out. And it right. makes a much cleaner tasting French press, but I find that especially helpful and when you're dealing with a blade grinder to clear up. Right, the and you don't have that like huge pressure when you're pushing it down. Sometimes, right, you know. No pressure at all, really, because uh, right. the because you're taking big most grounds of the have fallen, and you're taking the the you know finer cloggy stuff off the top. So fun little tip there. That's uh that's our our reader mail. Love to hear your questions. You can if you like, you can tell us your your biggest challenge that you're having in coffee, or if you have any other questions, uh, you can email Joseph at coffee Ask us anything. 
Yeah, ask us anything. Or again, visit coffeeloversradio.com, sign up to the email newsletter so you can get updates on the show and then respond to the first email that I send you. And that's a good way to good way to put questions in. Shall yeah. we do uh, You can comment on our post episodes, right? Yeah, that's also a good way. Yeah. We don't Just necessarily see them though. So it's better to, if you really have a burning question. Yeah, email is you know, best. Uh, sometimes best. the comments do slip in. But yeah, Just you can like comment the on of the, any... <laughs> the rest of the business world. <laughs> rest of the business. Just communicate so yeah, you, with you us. Can comment on any show. You can comment on the Patreon. Email is email is best. From the mug. From the mug. Very good, sir. The number chosen from the list ninety five. Be ready, oh, Jesse. That's good. I it is memorized. now the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> what five things do you grab? Not people. Like right now, like if where I'm sitting, if it's like yeah, let's do it that I way. Gotta run. Zombie apocalypse. All of a sudden, what do you grab? Water filter, pocket knife, backpack, loaf of bread, and a bottle of Buffalo Trace. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. The apocalypse only lasts like three days, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on it depends on what zombie world you're in. If they live for a long time or not. Like if this is if this is the Walking Dead uh, zombie apocalypse, then you're yeah, gonna need rope. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna need lots of rope. Uh, lots of rope. It's gonna be a long time. Let me think. I, so I'm at my office. I don't have much to grab here. I would stay Do in you your know? office. I wouldn't leave. <laughs> well, no. I definitely. I gotta leave and go save the family. I can't. I have to leave. No, they're coming for you. They're already zombies. They're already zombies? Well, actually, if I could barricade my office door, and if all I had to do was survive for a week, then I could do that in here. But let me answer the actual question. So what five things? Well, I have my bike here, actually. So I grab that. Probably a backpack. Warm clothes? Um, it is October. Yeah. Let's see, I've got a hammer. It's probably my one tool. <laughs> I didn't think about, like, defending myself against zombies. Yeah. I don't think a hammer is going to be useful for defense unless I'm no. desperate. I think my plan is more to than my pocket knife on the bike. Let's see, that's that's hard. Things. I think that uh, I need more. Oh, that's only three for you. I've got a lighter, so some fire, and I can fill a bottle with water. So, I mean, that's not going to last me very long. But my plan would be to go to another place for supplies. That would be the best supplies I could grab from here. Where would you go? After you, after you um, rescue your family. My, my zombie apocalypse plan for here, for this area, is to go steal a sailboat and get on the water. Because I can figure it out from there. That was always mine, too, until I sold my boat. Well, I figured... Yeah, I wonder about the... But you want to be on... You want to steal a boat from saltwater so that you don't have to deal with the locks of Seattle. Right, the, right. Well, we're, we're, we're close to the... Like here, I'm down in Federal Way right now. We're close to the sound. So there are lots of places could go and do that. If you went to like union uh that would not be very helpful for you probably not um, uh, unless unless we knew not, that the not, zombie apocalypse was only going to last like a week and then you could just go like mill about in the middle of lake washington for a week i guess yeah i, I would just stay at home <laughs> and watch netflix just like every other well, pandemic <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is a zombie apocalypse and everyone is just watching netflix that's what, yeah, it's a cell phone zombie apocalypse. That's what we've turned into. <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. Coffee grinders and zombie apocalypse. Well, thank you all for listening. Coffeeloversradio.com. Go Dot com. Uh, become a patron. We would love it if you'd help us. That'd be great. Cheers. Cheers. 
This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.